Welcome back to episode three of For the One Podcast. I'm with my buddy Trevor today. Uh, we got some good topics. We might have a heated LeBron Jordan debate. We're going to talk about the Celtics and uh, let's get into this thing. So for today's episode, as I said earlier, we got our, our Jordan versus LeBron debate. It's a big one. People have been waiting for this. This is an age-old debate between our friends, and uh, Trevor's going to be representing side LeBron. I've got side Jordan, so let's get into it. So, Trevor, what's your main reasoning for why uh, LeBron is the go over Jordan? If you look at who LeBron has faced throughout his career, you can tell who the better player is. Um, LeBron has played in a much str- stronger NBA and uh-huh. uh, Jordan, he played against like Melman and stuff. Like they weren't really good players. They were just, it was kind of their second job. What, uh, what mailman are you talking about? Larry Bird. Larry Bird? <laughs> well, uh, so if you say that Larry Bird's a mailman, uh, does that make Magic Johnson a mailman also? You know, Magic Johnson, he wasn't that good. Like, uh, he had the off the court troubles and, uh, just <laughs> oh yeah what type of off court troubles did he have oh he just couldn't stay out of troubles he was always going to the bars and then back to the game and <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh-huh so uh so so your main argument is that jordan played mailman and lebron's playing real athletes right well see lebron's nba everyone this is their full-time job ever since they were a little kid <laughs> they've been grinding to be in the nba oh yeah well fun fact uh joel Embiid. uh Probably going to be top three in MVP this year. He did not start playing basketball until he was 15. And he grew up in Africa with no basketball in sight. He was just a natural yeah. all the way around. Tim, Tim Duncan. He, uh, he did not start playing basketball until he was 16 when a hurricane ru- ruined his pole. Because he, he was a swimmer, you know? And yeah. then he started playing basketball afterwards. I didn't know that. That's a very touching story. Yeah. And uh, Tim Duncan has beat LeBron a few times in the finals, so... Let's see, he's beat him twice. LeBron's only beat him once. So technically you're saying a mailman beat LeBron in the finals. I never said Tim Duncan <laughs> was a mailman. Yeah, but he played in Jordan's era. The last year that Jordan won a championship, uh, Duncan was a rookie that year. Okay, but the NBA transitioned into a much better... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. One, one could argue that uh, it seemed like there was mailman playing that era because Jordan was so good that there's no competition to beat him because he was just the best. Jordan had talent all the way around his team. Like Scottie Pippen, he could have been a star on any other team and led them to the finals. Yeah. It's honestly, it's easy to say that Jordan was carried by Scottie Pippen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, you know, Scottie Pippen is a great player, but I don't think he's leading any team to the finals on his own, you know? TBH. After Jordan left to go play baseball for two years, they still made the playoffs both years, and I believe they both had like above forty wins, and that's pretty good. For, <laughs> that shows how much talent that team already had. Uh-huh. But when LeBron left the Cavaliers, they were the worst record in the league. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you think about it, LeBron, he, his teammates, you know, he recruited the teammates to come with them. It wasn't like they stayed there after he left, you know, like. 
Think about it, you know? Kyrie, they he was drafted there. The but Kevin Love, he came with LeBron. Uh, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade was already there, you know? AD, Dwayne he recruited. Dwayne Wade was washed at the time. <laughs> Dwayne Wade was washed. Yeah. Well, uh, I think LeBron has had more top five players in the league on his team in his whole career than uh, Jordan has ever had, you know? Well, like I was also saying, Jordan, he didn't play in a strong NBA. Oh, yeah. Just looking at it, like... People say, oh, LeBron couldn't survive in Jordan's era. But the real question is, could Jordan survive in LeBron's era? Yeah, he could. At best, he'd be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Well, think about think about this. Kobe, you know, everyone says Kobe is the carbon copy of LeBron, or not LeBron, Jordan. He's better uh, than Jordan. So if he's the carbon copy of Jordan, that does not mean Jordan would win five rings or more, just like how Kobe did, you know? And he played in the same time as LeBron played. No, Kobe, he's better than Jordan. That that's not a debate, right? Oh there. yeah. <laughs> but LeBron is definitely better than Kobe. I know that you deb- have the debates about MVPs and stuff mm-hmm. with LeBron and Jordan, but Jordan was the only good player in that time. Oh, Today's yeah. NBA, we have guys like Giannis, Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. All of them are way better than Jordan ever was. <laughs> if they played back in that era, Russell Westbrook, it wouldn't even be fair. He averaged probably. A quadruple double. Oh yeah, with like fifty points a night. He's uh-huh. that good. Uh huh. So where do you rank Kobe on your all time list then? Kobe on my all time list. He's better than MJ. He's probably about number four. Oh yeah. So where's MJ on your list? MJ, I'll give him five. Oh yeah. <laughs> give me give me your top five right now. So my top five: number one, definitely LeBron. Uh huh. Number two, Bill Russell. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then number three. Why is why is Bill Russell number two on your list? Well, if it's all about rings, like you say, what is Well, no, this is your list, not mine. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking into account what you said. Oh, yeah. So Bill Russell, he has t- 10 rings, right? 11 rings. 11 yeah. rings. So he's won 11 rings, so that just proves he's better than Jordan. But Does that prove he's better than LeBron, too? LeBron is better than Jordan. Even though Jordan has more rings, LeBron is better. And Bill Russell is better skill-wise and has more rings. <laughs> but I thought if you're talking about plumbers, then uh, then Bill Russell played with a like caveman then. If uh, Michael Jordan's playing with plumbers, you know? No. The NBA was different back then, too. <laughs> Bill Russell played in a league where Before there, the three-point line. there wasn't a three-point line. There's barely a shot clock in place. But you don't got to be a hater on Bill Russell. He <laughs> did a lot for Hey, Bill, Bill Russell is like sixth on my list. Top ten. All right. So yeah. my, my number three, I got Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. And then uh-huh. four is Kobe. Five, I guess I'll give it to MJ. Uh-huh. Six, I think it's got to be Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. And uh, But at the end of Giannis's career, I could see him being around the area. He could possibly mm-hmm. like be number two behind the LeBron at mm-hmm. that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Giannis, what's your top five, Hunter? My top five, I got Jordan, then LeBron is close second. Three is Kareem. Four is Magic Johnson, and five is Larry Bird. So I got a question. Did you ever watch any of those players play? I wasn't alive, but I've seen highlights. I've seen you're just, clips. No, you're just saying I've what seen other people stats. Say. I've, I'm saying what other people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, fun fact, uh, your GOAT, LeBron, only has one more MVP than Larry Bird has. And Larry Bird actually won MVPs in back-to-back-to-back years at one point in time. See, that's the thing with the MVP debate. And the recent years, you have guys like Russell Westbrook who are just dominating the league in triple doubles and stuff. And then um, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's won back-to-back. James Harden, they're all good players. But LeBron, hands down, is the best out of all of them. But he just doesn't get the credit because he's been good his whole career, so nobody gives him MVP anymore. Well, I mean, you can argue that uh, Kevin Durant or Kawhi has been better than LeBron in the last few years. Kevin Durant, he's a stud, hands down. Like, And, and look at Durant, he has one MVP. He's probably the best basketball player Co- I know. Kobe only has one MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then Shaq has only one also, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it isn't really all about the MVPs, you know? But uh, That's not, yes. That, yeah. So that then, so then, so. than MJ, because you bring in the MVP. Well, MJ has more MVPs and rings. So, if you want to count in rings, too. Then Bill, when you, then Bill Russell's better. But he doesn't have as many MVPs as, uh, as Jordan does. So, it's does. all about MVPs. And it's about stats, too, you know? Uh, MJ is, I think, fifth scoring all time, you know? Uh, LeBron is third right now. Okay. You know? What about Carl Malone? Isn't he like second all time in scoring? Yeah, but you got to think about it. You got to you got to count everything in. Like, let's let me think of a player from today's game that equates to Carl Malone. Like Bradley Beal. You know, Bradley Beal was second in scoring this year. Does that mean he's better than LeBron because he's second in scoring? No, it doesn't. No? But like, then Carl Malone. You know, he was second all time in scoring because he played like twenty one years. You know, but. At the end of the day, when people who like... Very true. So it's kind of like Tom Brady. He's played for 21 years, I think. This mm-hmm. is his 21st season. Oh. And he has like a lot of passing yards and stuff, but that's because mm-hmm. he's played 21 years. Yeah, he, he doesn't... He has, he's going to have the best... He's not necessarily the best. He's going to have the best stats after this year, but you got to think of quality of career, you know? Like, at some point, you can't count out the longevity in someone's career, you know? Like, if LeBron's going to play 23 years, you know, then... He's hard to discredit oh, LeBron's that. easily got five more years left. In when, the tank. when Jordan has only played, I think he played what, maybe like 15, 14 years around there. Let me think. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there, maybe 16. But he accomplished more than LeBron did in his 16 years. And LeBron's on year 18 right now. But you know? that's where the, de- the debate comes in again. Uh, MJ was facing a bunch of horrible oh, players. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure my dad, he, he's not like, Best the best basketball player like mm-hmm. now, but back in the day he probably could have dominated in the <laughs> NBA. But you got to think about LeBron's record. You know, LeBron is what he's four and six in the finals. Four right? and six, yeah. So he has two less rings than Jordan right but now. He's good enough to get his team to the finals ten times. That just proves how great he is. I know, but he didn't win though. Okay, I do you see there's who some, he's going up against there's the seventy three and nine Warriors. They did beat that team, but then the next year they got Kevin Durant. There's there's some losses I don't hold against him, you know, but just because he Which lo- ones do you hold against him? Just because he doesn't lo- just because he Mavericks? loses doesn't mean you automatically give him the ring, you know. What about LeBron's first finals? Who did they play? The Spurs, right? The Spurs. I don't count that LeBron, one against he him. He was super young. He carried his team to the playoffs. I know here. I he I don't count that ring against or that loss against him, and I don't count the Durant one against him, you know? But at the end of the day, say you take away those two losses, he's still four and four. Jordan's six and oh, you know. Okay, but he had to face KD twice in the finals, or no, three times when he was on OKC. Like yeah, but two they had times a, they had when he was on the team. Warriors. And LeBron that year, it was his last year on the Cavaliers, right? When mm. J.R. Smith got the oh, rebound yeah. and ran the other uh-huh. way. I don't hold that loss against him because he played LeBron, great that postseason. His team was pretty bad, and he was playing against literally a team full of all stars. And they had. DeMarcus Cousins at that time, too, which he was a good center. <laughs> he was out for, like, the whole season. But he's still there for the playoffs and part of the season. Yeah. But uh, but then if you're going to take losses away from him, you have to, like, he should have beat the Mavs, you know? You know, he should have beat that Spurs team. That Spurs team was, like, 23-year-old Kawhi and, like, 36-year-old Duncan, you know? Okay, but they had Duncan, Parker, 
Ginobili. They're all old, no, though. My bad. Ginobili. <laughs> They're an old team, Kawhi. bro. Uh, who is the other guy? Uh, Patty Mills. <laughs> Patty Mills. He was a dominant number Dude, two point Patty guard. Mills is like six foot one. Okay. And all he can do is shoot. So look at Chris Paul. <laughs> what do you say about him? But Chris Paul can uh, so he can you... pass the ball. He can okay. What play about D? Isaiah Thomas? Which one? Celtics or Celtics, Pistons? Isaiah Thomas, the young one. Hey, he didn't win anything, you know. So what can you say? Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, the LeBron LeBron lost to that Spurs team, and they all retired like two years later. Think about that. Okay. And Kawhi was twenty three. Well, technically Kawhi so, beat him okay, in the finals. Okay, a team right now, if it had LeBron, and let's say uh, Dwayne Wade towards the end of his career, Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. like his last season, they could win the finals. Are you talking about their ages right now, or are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, they them? were at their age right now. And I'm then, talking about like their last years of their prime. And then they have. And that Spurs team, they were all in their last years of their prime. Uh huh. And they sl- they slowly fell off after, but what about him? I- I'm just saying, like he still faced a good team in the finals. Like that wasn't all. On I LeBron. know, but but LeBron was. Let's see, that was in 2014. They lost, right? So LeBron was. And that 11. team had Boris Diaw, if I remember correctly. LeBron was 29. It was even 30 yet. Chris Bosh was probably same age. He was like 30 because he got drafted the same year. Dwayne Wade was maybe 32. I guess. Yeah, 32. Probably about there. So they're all still in their primes, kind of, you know? Like, they're not really but washed. So were the Spurs. No, Tim Duncan was like, let's see, how old was Tim Duncan retired? He was like 39, you know? Yeah, he won that last one at like 35. Yeah, he was 35. And then Ginobili okay. was like LeBron, 36. What is LeBron right now, 38? No, he's 36 right now. He's Oh, 36? Yeah. He won uh, finals at 35. But he had a uh, top five player in his team, Anthony Davis. Okay. <laughs> Who else do they have other than that? No, uh, they, they had, had Rondo. Of, they had a bunch of nobodies. Washed up oh, Rondo. Yeah. Washed up Dwight. Uh huh. Dwight Howard, uh, three-time defensive player of the year. Like, okay, washed up though. What has he done recently? <laughs> he was pretty good last year. Honestly, he was a good piece off the bench. They yeah, had a good team. Eight minutes a game. They played the bubble guppy heat. You know, <laughs> Goran Dragic was hurt that series. Uh, Bam was hurt. Jimmy Butler is the only healthy player really. They had Tyrone Hero on their team too. Do you say Tyrone Hero? Tyrone. All yeah. right. Well, the Heat, they were a very young, talented team. Reminds me of the OKC team back in, was it 2012? Yeah. Yes. So they have Kendrick Nunn, and none are better than him. And then you throw in Tyler Hero, rookie Tyler Hero in the bubble. That was hands down <laughs> a top 20 player of all time. Yeah. And then you look at Jimmy Butler in the finals. He was going off every mm-hmm. single game. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it was it was a kind of a Mickey Mouse ring a little bit last and year. You throw in Bam out of bio, right there. That's close to a super team. <laughs> well, think about it. If you take away those those two ring, those two or three rings that were unfair against LeBron, you know that he lost. But then you take the Mavs finals that he won, or he lost. I mean, he should have won. Mavs, he should have won that. But he beat but, the Thunder. You know, the underdog the, has to win sometimes. That's the Thunder team. You know, they're super young. They're all like twenty one, twenty two. Beat them in five games. Think about LeBron when he lost in 2007. He was really young, you know, and you don't count against him, so should you not count that ring that he beat the Thunder, you know, because they were so young? No, you got to give it to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this last Mickey Mouse ring, you know, he beat a beat-up bubble guppy team. So you call it a Mickey Mouse ring, but... Uh-huh. So you're a Celtics fan. You were this year, at least. I don't know about last year, because <laughs> you're always hopping around teams, but... So why didn't the Celtics make it to the finals? Because they're a bubble guppy team. Look at, look at, look at. 
The Lakers the bubble are, doesn't mean anything. The Lakers are about to lose you play, in the first round. You play basketball, and they just they were the better team that year. The this heat, year, they aren't the best team. The Heat and the Lakers both might lose in the first round this year. Think about it. The two teams in the finals. That kind of disproves the whole thing. Didn't Kobe in 2010, they won the finals, and then the next year they got swept in the first round? Yeah, but I think he... So what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? I think he was hurt that year, honestly. And plus, LeBron Kobe was hurt this year. <laughs> LeBron's LeBron quote unquote said that he was never going to be one hundred percent ever again. Yeah, he had a Do very devastating him? injury to his ankle. Oh yeah, that could be a career. Injury. He like rolled his ankle, but yeah. he's just being a grown man about it, about it, and he's like playing through it. He wants to make his team go to the finals again. So, do you see he rises higher up on your all time ranking because he played through an injury this year? Uh, no, he's he's already does it help? One. Does it help? Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. So then Kobe, when he tore his ACL or his Achilles and he made yes, those free throws. He made those free throws. Yes, that's yeah. what bumps him up to number uh-huh. four on my list over oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. He had that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Do you uh, do you disprove some of Kobe's rings because he had Shaq on his team and he wasn't the best player on his team when he won those rings? No, not at all. Not at all? Was LeBron the best player on his team? Yeah. When they were on the Heat? Yeah. Some people would argue that D. Wade was <laughs> no. better. No what way. about D. Wade's first ring when he had Shaq? He was the best player on that team. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. 100%. D. Wade was like a first or second year player. Dude, D. Wade was 100% the best player on that team. No. He was so good that that year. So you're saying Shaq's bad? He was older that year. Let's see, that was 2006. So Shaq, that was 14 years in a Shaq's career already. Okay. So Shaq was like probably What's what? LeBron right 36? now? 36? LeBron like 18 years into the career? Yeah. And, okay. But he, After 17 years. Was he the best player on his team last year? Yeah. So he's better than Anthony Davis? Yeah. Okay. But Anthony Davis is a top five player. Of all time? Uh, right now he is. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. he had help, you know. No, because here, here's the reason why. Look at take AD away. You would say the Lakers team coming into this year is better than the team last year, right? Coming into this year? Yeah, because he got Schroeder. They got Harrell. They got good players. They got two yeah, six-man-of-the-year type of players on our team. Okay, you got to look at their bench. Losing a bunch of guys on their bench, like they lost J.R. Smith from last year, and uh, <laughs> who's like uh, Dion Waiters, Danny Green. They, yeah, they lost Dion Waiters too. Danny Green, he's a difference maker. He honestly is. <laughs> so he wins a title with the Spurs. After that, goes to the Raptors, wins a title there. Comes to the Lakers, wins one there. You can't tell me. He's not the gel that just makes that team. But go. if you if you look at the Lakers, they lost by thirty last night because AD didn't play. You know, when AD plays, they win. Okay, but look at that lineup. Other than LeBron this year, Schroeder, he's not playing well. Montrose Harrell isn't even playing in this. Series. But those are two six man of the year players they added to their team. Okay, you, are it's like okay if they were to add Jamal Crawford right now, uh-huh. would that would that make a difference? But he's old though. He's washed. Okay. These players are in their prime still. They're like in their twenties. A lot of players are good for like one or two years and then they suck. Are you saying that LeBron? Look at TJ Warren in the bubble last year. That guy was an animal. He got hurt People this thought year. he was one of the greatest players ever. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying that LeBron technically makes his teammates worse because they were six man of the year type of players and now they don't even play anymore or they can't make any shots? No, it's because they were on bad teams before. Because uh-huh. Schroeder, he was on OKC. And uh, Harold was on the Clippers I know, last year. But okay, OKC last year. Uh-huh. They had Chris Paul. Uh-huh. Who else do they have? They made the Steve playoffs. Adams. I know. But you but said they were about They had to take like almost all the shots. This year, they're on a better team to where they don't get as many opportunities, uh-huh. so they aren't playing as well. Uh huh. But if they don't get all the opportunities, they, he's like the second best player last night. Then why is he not shooting? You know, why is he shooting zero for nine? 
Why is LeBron not creating well, okay, more opportunities? So he's for him? like hasn't got as many shots this year. Uh-huh. He's kind of rusty. He's not in the groove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I think LeBron. You and know, Montrezl Harrell. Last year he had Paul George and Kawhi taking all the shots. Like he would uh-huh. go in and just like get rebounds, pass it back out, occasionally take a <laughs> shot. Look at him this year. He's oh, yeah. right in the bench. Yeah. Is that LeBron's fault? No, it's his fault because he's not playing well. I thought LeBron made his teammates play better, though. Who said that? Everyone. I've never said that. You never said that before? No. So, in your case, then, if LeBron doesn't make his teammates play better, then why is he number one all time? I feel like you should make your team Did better. Did make his teammates better? Yeah. Oh. He he used his competitiveness, and he willed, <laughs> he willed his way for them to be good. What about Kobe? Kobe? Same thing. He's like he's a carbon copy of uh, Michael Jordan. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what players did he make better? What players did Michael Jordan make better? Yeah, Scottie Pippen. You know, Scottie Pippen? Pippen was already an All Star. He could have been the best player in the Scottie league. Scottie Pippen got drafted after Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean anything. What? But you said he was already an All Star. How was he already an All Star? He, no, if he, he was, was a... an All Star type player. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> without Jordan, he was still an All Star. He was good. Like uh-huh. he didn't need Jordan to make him good. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. If Scottie Pippen's out there leading a team, they're not doing anything because he can clamp up, but he's not making shots. You know. All right, Hunter. Yeah. So I think it was. He's creating opportunities for him. LeBron makes opportunities for his teammates too, but that but doesn't necessarily just, make them better. I thought you just <laughs> so LeBron, he can get double team, triple team. He uh-huh. can get poked in the eye and be seeing three, <laughs> seeing three rims. But you know what? He's still. Did you see a shot against the Warriors, the game winner? Do you believe that I, he's seen three rims? Yes, he was. <laughs> There's probably three guys in the world that could have made that: him, Lamelo, and Carmelo. Uh huh. Because he got that that X factor clutch gene. They actually. Yes, you don't think do. Lillard can make that shot? Who? Lillard. Damian Lillard, yeah. you know, he's pretty good. Him and I share a birthday, and I like to say that's why he's so good. Yeah. But he might go down as better than Jordan someday. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And that'll probably be Jordan he's playing number better six. competition. He is playing against better competition. I will, I will say this whole time. I said, a comp- Is the competition better in today's NBA than it was I think. Jordan's I think era? it's easier for players to team up and create super teams. Okay, but when overall people are better athletes, but at the same time, it's easier for you just to team up with your buddies and win a championship, you know? Okay, but teaming up, there's other super teams too, so you got to get through them. Like, mm, that depends. Back in Jordan's day, they had a super team and they were going up against the Jazz. That was the only good team. Do you, they know, had why, do you know why they were a super team? Because of Jordan. And they, they drafted all their players. Really? Yeah. Except, well, except for Rodman, but they had. Pippen and Jordan, the two vital pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both overrated. <laughs> but if you look at, like, the Nets, look at none of those players came from the Nets, you know? Wait, what do you say? What players came from the Nets? None of them come, came from the Nets. Are you talking about Jordan? No, like right now in the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was confused with what yeah. you were saying, but... Like, obviously, as a player's career goes on, they might change teams. Yeah, but, like LeBron. But like they he, weren't creating super teams back then. But then, then you like also got to right think now. about it. Like, LeBron, he left Cleveland because uh-huh. it's, Cleveland's not a place you want to raise your kids. <laughs> like, you'd rather go to South Beach or L.A., a more family-friendly uh-huh. environment. Like, you don't want to get 
your kids in those bad situations. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that like franchises like the Heat and the Lakers are overrated because they don't grow their talent from home? They just recruit people? Oh, no. The Heat, they definitely grow their talent from home. Like if you look at it, getting Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Uh Hero. Yeah. Like they, that's definitely home. Uh Yeah. And then the Lakers too, like they've gotten some guys from home. Like you got to think Lonzo Ball, he was a stud. Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) Then why do they trade all of them? Well, they traded him to get Anthony Davis. Uh Because LeBron needed more help. Because when they had them, if no, they were because, such young studs, they missed the playoffs with LeBron. No, because yeah. they knew that they were all going to be free agents soon. Oh, they didn't yeah. want to give them all max deals. So uh-huh. they were like, we should trade these three guys. Yeah. And uh-huh. then Josh Hart, he was pretty good too. But uh, they traded him for the better. They didn't want to go broke someday, paying mm-hmm. all three of them. So they just thought, hey, we can sign one guy, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Because LeBron needed more help. No, he didn't need any help. Oh, yeah. Then what he did he miss the playoffs? He won finals by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, because what was in about the 2018 when LeBron completely carried his team to the finals? I'll give it to him. That was a great playoff run. I don't hold it against him. I remember he beat your Celtics in seven. He did. Yes, he was going at well, Kyrie and Hayward were out, but still, he beat Terry Rozier and rookie Tatum in second year Jalen Brown. Okay, it was LeBron versus literally everyone else. LeBron <laughs> versus the world. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. LeBron's the second greatest player of all time. I'm not saying he's a scrub. You know, like I've said many times, LeBron, if he wins one more ring. And he breaks the scoring record, then he's the greatest player of all time. But right now, he's not. So it's all about rings. No, and scoring and everything all together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So LeBron, he could... What he, didn't he average like 10 plus assists last season? Yeah. I think it was like 10.2 assists. Uh-huh. Jordan never did that. Because <laughs> Jordan was dropping bombs on teams. Yeah, because he was a ball hog. Hey, if that's what it takes to win, that's what it takes to win. He goes 6-0 in the finals. If let's let's say let's say LeBron averages zero, you you have the argument again. Look at who he was playing against. Let, he played against uh, Charles Barkley. He was an MVP. They Wasn't had to go he through, like you know, a six seven center? Hey, he's still MVP. You know, look at guys in today's NBA. They're all seven feet plus. <laughs> They're more athletic. Uh huh. So you think Curry better all around? So you think Curry is uh, more athletic than say like I don't know. Let's think. Um, yes. Everyone. Yes. Everyone back in the day? Yeah. Look at Curry. He's a freak of nature. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast uh-huh. for sure. So if it's better athletes today, then how do people like Isaiah Thomas, who's five foot nine, score thirty points a game as he's that boy's a shooter. He knows how to play. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. He's a shooter? Yes. He's a skater boy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you just look at what he did before uh he got backstabbed by Boston. Uh-huh. Traded the Cavaliers. Yeah. See, he went to this uh Cavaliers, he was horrible there. He only fit into his team system. Boy, he was hurt. But, uh, well, even when he came back, he played like 10 games, and then they uh-huh. traded him away to the yeah. Lakers. Well, uh, he did nothing. How do you feel about LeBron? Oh, okay. How do, how do you feel about LeBron always, like, and his fans always complaining about how he has no help and they did a trade for people at the deadline and stuff? Well, this season, I wouldn't necessarily say he had no help because he has Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. Then why did they have but to get Drummond then? Andre Drummond, well, they picked him up. He was a uh-huh. free agent. Yeah, yeah. It's like... If you have somebody sitting at home who's better than the guy you have, why uh-huh. not pick him up? Uh-huh. So then LeBron needed more help then? No, he didn't. He just, uh-huh. they, wanted oh. to give the, they wanted to give the guy the job, the opportunity. Uh-huh. Well, I honestly think he needs more help if he's about to lose his sons in the first round right now, you know? Sons, they're a young and upcoming team. Devin Booker's going to be a top 10 player of all time. Guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Any players put up 81 in today's NBA? He no, put up 70. Booker. Oh, I thought it was 81. No, it was Kobe. Oh, it's 70. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad. Uh-huh. I apologize for that. Uh-huh. Oh, the thing about LeBron's, what's LeBron's career high? 61 in a game, you know, right? Mm. Devin Booker has a higher yeah. career high. 
Carmelo. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I guess at the end of the day, we'll never really agree on our uh, stance. Well, like I said, I'm willing to change my mind if LeBron wins that other ring, you know, and breaks the scoring record. But just give it two months. Give it two months. It. I think in two months, LeBron will be in Cancun, uh, worrying about his first round loss against the Suns. No, no, they're coming back, winning in seven. And then make it to the finals, sweeping the nets. Sweeping the nets? Is that your official nah. mark? No, nah, I'd say Lakers in six. Yeah, okay. They match it pretty well. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and having this debate. Uh, we've been having this debate for years and years now, and uh, I don't think it will ever end. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Yep. Uh, coming up in the next segment, uh, I'm going to talk about the Celtics and uh, Danny Ainge retiring and uh, Brad Stevens uh, moving to GM. So uh, stay tuned. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have Trevor on. Uh, hopefully he's a recurring guest on the For the One podcast. Uh, so yeah, that was a good debate. As I said, uh, among my friends, that's been a pretty heated debate for a few years now, ever since LeBron's kind of gone that number one conversation, you know. But, you know, like I said, it's it's ever-changing, you know. Two years from now, I might be all aboard the LeBron's the greatest player of all the time train, you know, but right now, he's number two. Uh, so in this next segment... Uh, I'm going to be talking about this kind of a whirlwind of events around the Boston Celtics that happened this morning. Um, So this morning I woke up a little late. It was around like nine and I looked at my phone and I was like, dang, what the heck's going on? I saw like Woj, like a Woj tweet uh, and some other reporters. And I saw that the Boston Celtics uh, very own Danny Ainge, he has retired and that, uh, Brad Stevens is now going to be the general manager, the president of uh, basketball operations, I guess. So I don't know if Danny or Danny, uh, if Brad's going to be the GM or if he's just going to be involved in the front office. But yeah, it just caught me off guard. You know, like I I could have seen Ainge going sometime soon because he has made some. I mean, Ainge has done a great job over his career. Like a lot of people underrate him in that way, but. As of recent, I could see a scenario where maybe a year from now, I would have been surprised if we uh, didn't exceed expectations again, or he would be let go. But that caught me off guard how he's retiring. You know, I didn't think he'd be retired. But with his heart attack from a few years ago, I could see him not wanting to be involved in basketball anymore, wanting to take a step back in life, you know. But the one that really shocked me is Brad Stevens not being the coach anymore. Because Brad Stevens is such a great coach, and... I feel like he's really underrated. Like since he has became head coach eight years ago, we have made the playoffs seven years. We made conference finals three times, and he's had like a, I think like a point five five winning percentage. You know, like he's been great. He's been like one of the top five coaches in the last eight years, and I don't know if there's really a better coach out there than him. But it sounded like he was kind of burned out, and I guess I could see it from the last year or two. It feels like. He's kind of lost, not he hasn't lost the locker room, but the players just don't play as hard for him, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like there's just something weird going on there, you know? Like, ever since he lost that Isaiah, Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley team, it's just kind of been different. I feel like the Celtics don't play hard anymore, and I don't know if that's for the because of the roster construction or if it's because of their own faults or if it's because of Stevens not really having a inspiring them and motivating them to play hard you know we might just need a former nba player to be the coach for the players to relate more you know but it's very interesting seeing him be gm which i think in the short run it might be a great thing because he knows his team and he knows what the roster needs more than anyone you know because he coached them 
like you could see our bench was a real problem. So he's going to know what to do. And uh, like a few people I've seen on Twitter talk about, like Scalbrini and other reporters like that around the Celtics, Brad really favors veterans. And uh, Danny seemed to favor um, those young players. And to be honest, when it comes down to the playoffs, it's good to have veterans. Like we have been one of the youngest teams in the NBA for the last few years, every year. Like our average age is usually around 23, 24, which is really, really young, you know, like most championship teams are around 28 to 30 range, you know, I think the Lakers Lakers were 30 years old last year when they won. But uh, yeah, I think he'll get some more veterans in there. And I don't know, I would be surprised if Brad Stevens never coaches again, but who knows? Uh, Brad Stevens is 44 right now. Danny Ainge is 62. Danny Ainge took over as the GM of the Boston Celtics in 2003 when he was 44, and he did it for 18 years. So who knows? Maybe Brad Stevens will never coach again. He'll just be the GM for the next 18 years like Danny did, you know? But uh, I like Brad Stevens a lot. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a good basketball mind, and I'm glad he's staying within their organization. Uh, yeah, so as far as head coach, uh, the head coach search goes, I don't really know who they would hire, you know? Like, I've seen some names been thrown around, like, Jason Kidd and uh, Becky Hammond, the woman coach from the Spurs. Uh, um, I've seen Chauncey Billups thrown around, Sam Cassell. Um, I've seen Lloyd Pierce from the Hawks being thrown around. But to be honest, I don't want Jason Kidd. This is a guy who a few years ago in the Bucks, he told Chris Middleton to miss um, a free throw at the end of the game to prevent them going up from four, just in case the other team got a four-point play. Like, what even is the logic behind that, you know? Like, if you were up by four, you have, like, a 99.9% chance of you winning, you know? But they could tie it with the three if you're just up three. And I don't know what he's really trying to do there. Like, is this reasoning that if they're up four, the other team's going to try to get a four-point play? Like, even if they do, like, they have to make the free throw, and they'll still be tied with you. But it's way more likely that they get a three and tie with you. So I don't know. I don't really want someone who is that that smart, quote-unquote, for basketball, even though he's a great player. That doesn't really ring, like, coaching excellence to me. I don't really know what that on my team, you know. Um, in terms of Lloyd Pierce, I know he got fired from the Hawks this year, and immediately as soon as he got fired, he uh, the team started um, winning way more from the beginning. At the beginning of the year, he was like, I don't know. Or was he the one who got fired, or is he the one that got hired? Let me look it up. Lloyd, because if he's the one that got hired after they went on their winning streak, then maybe that is a good move. Uh, let me look. If he's the former, let me, I can't remember exactly. Let's see. Um, I think he got fired. Yeah, he got fired. So I would not want him, because they were like 0-9. Like, they weren't that great, you know? And he had a lot of talent on that roster, and he still couldn't do anything. And look, at they ended up being the fifth seed, I think, right? Yeah. So I don't want Louis Pierce either, to be honest. But the two ones that really stick out to me are uh, Sam Cassell and Chauncey Billups. Like, two former players. Cam- Sam Cassell was on the 2008 championship team for the Celtics. I think he would fit in perfect. He'd be a good players coach. Uh, Chauncey Billups, another smart guy. He won a championship with the Pistons in 2004. He is he was a really good player, and I think players respect that, you know. That might be one thing that Stevens can't, doesn't have, you know, is the ultimate respect from the players like that. So I think either of those guys I'd be super happy with hiring. Um, that uh, Becky Hammond girl from the Spurs, she learned from Pop for eight years. Pop's like the greatest coach of all time. 
I don't know. She isn't really like super proven yet, but I wouldn't be mad if they hired her. I mean, just see how it goes. You know, she might be amazing. You know, who knows? Uh, and then uh, uh, the Celtics' former assistant coach, Kara, I think Kara or Kira Lawson. I think it's Kira Lawson. Uh, she was on the team uh, not last year. No, yeah, last year she was. And then she got hired by Duke to be the women's head coach. So that could be another good uh, candidate who has been around the Celtics organization before. Um, yeah, Sam Cassell, Chelsea Billups, those are my two dream kind of head coach candidates. You know, I think those would be really good for our team and for our players to keep like Tatum and Brown and those type of guys happy and keep them here long term past their current contracts. I think it'd be good to have a player coach like that. And then ultimately, I think you got to let Brown and Tatum decide who the coach is like, or not decide completely, but have a lot of say in it because we want them happy, you know, without them, we are screwed. So we need to keep them, you know, like we can't let, we can't get a coach that pleases everyone, you know, I mean, that'd be ideal, but you want a coach that pleases your star players, uh, which leads me to uh, what I think the Celtics should do in the off season or what they're outline of their plan should be you know like obviously Kimba isn't working uh I say you could there's two options with Kimba you deal him the offseason and you probably have to trade a first round pick with him honestly to get someone to take his contract because he hasn't been that great or you have Kimba play half of this next year you know and then you get his trade value up a little bit because maybe with a new system and a new coach maybe he uh, thrives a little bit. I think you can trade him at the deadline because he is 31. He has a bad knee, you know, and he's making like 30 million a year. So maybe you get his trade deadline or trade value up at the deadline and trade him and maybe you don't have to deal with the first round pick with him. So maybe run it back with him for half a season and see how it works. Oh, speaking of offensive systems, uh, another coach I would love is D'Antoni, uh, Mike D'Antoni from the, he used to be in the Rockets uh, a year or two ago. He is such a like offensive mastermind, you know. He might be really good for us because our defense has always been pretty good, even though the season's been down. But our offense is what usually struggles for us. So maybe with Brad Stevens still being around, he could help keep some of that defensive culture around. And then you could have Dan Tony uh, really bolster up our offensive talent and our uh, game plan. But uh, yeah, got to get rid of Kimba eventually because we don't want that huge contract. Maybe. You trade Kimba straight for Al Horford, even though Al Hor- Horford's older than Kimba by a few years. He would fit better on our team, and uh, that way you wouldn't have to really trade picks out with Kimba. You could just kind of swap them, you know, I guess. Or maybe you have to trade, like, a second rounder or two second rounders. But I would take Horford back in an instant, dude. I think Horford is a great player, and he's underrated, even for how old, I think he's, like, 34. Um, he was really good this season at OKC, and I think he'd be perfect veteran presence for our team, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, and then obviously the the Celtics bench is just so bad. Like our starters can keep up with most teams, but our bench is what really kills us this year, especially and last year too. In the playoffs, you could see it a little bit against like the Heat and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Grant William, Shemi Ojale, Taco, those guys, those five guys just got to go. You know, even though they're young players, I think you got to get rid of them. You got to get more veterans on the team, like. Trying to think of other players. Uh, maybe try to re-sign Fournier if it's an affordable price. Like, if he wants like twenty-three million a year, nah. But if he can, get, if you could get him in that fourteen to like nineteen or twenty range, I say it's worth it because he's a good player. You know, he just he's only played for us for like really a month because he had COVID. You know, so 
didn't really get a chance to really integrate himself in, but he has the potential to be a good, uh, like piece around Tatum and Brown, you know? Uh, and then in free agency to, uh, help take up some of those five roster spots that we get from moving those other players out. I think with our money and our trade exception money from Hayward, I think players like Otto Porter, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Justice Winslow, just players like that who are veterans, at least like four or five year veterans. And they, we need a lot of our biggest needs on the Celtics right now is we need another point guard because Pritchard, he's off and on, you know, it's only his rookie year, but I think we need another point guard who isn't five foot 11 or six feet tall. We need like a six, three, six, four point guard, maybe a six, five point guard, you know, uh, shooting guard wise. We got, uh, if we keep Fournier, we have Fournier, Smart, Neesmith. We're good there. Uh, we got Tatum and Brown on the wing. We got Shemi right now, but hopefully you're rid of Shemi. So we really need wings. Those are big things. Wing depth out of Tatum and Brown. Uh, Center-wise, we got Tristan Thompson and uh, Rob Williams. And I guess Cornette. Maybe get rid of Cornette, too. Maybe that's six guys to get rid of. Uh, if Rob Williams could stay healthy, he's going to be beast. He's really our future, you know, if he can stay healthy. But... And if Tristan Thompson starts trying hard again, like he was doing in the playoffs against the Nets, and like he actually in like front of a full crowd this next year, he'd be great on the team, you know? He plays with that intensity. But uh, I think one more center would be good. So I'm thinking one or two more point guards, probably two more wings, and then maybe three more wings, and then one more center would be perfect for this team, you know? Um, other guys in free agency they could get... Uh, Maybe if they could somehow flip Kimba and like a million picks for a sign and trade Lonzo, that'd be perfect. That'd be a dream come true. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of someone else. PJ Tucker, even though he's older, he'd be a good veteran. He plays a great D. He'd be good on the team. Um, Avery Bradley, former Celtic, he plays good D. He might be a little bit past his prime, but he'd be a good veteran presence on the team to help teach the young guys like Neesmith and uh, Pritchard and those type of guys, the smaller guards. Um, yeah. Ooh, Rashawn Holmes an unrestricted free agent, but he's probably gonna get a lot of money. But he'd be great on the team uh, if we can afford him. That's the big thing. If we could create enough cap space, but I trust Brad Stevens. You know, going forward, he knows what this team needs, and hopefully, he can get it done. But uh, and plus, with Ainge, I feel like we're building kind of a negative player reputation. You know, because like player star player comes to the Celtics, then he gets traded a year later to a city he doesn't like, and then the players talk. You know, and then all the GMs. No Ainge for fleecing them and getting these great deals. So no one, everyone's afraid to trade with Ainge, you know. This is tough. It was just kind of getting towards a stalemate. And I think it was a good time to move on from him. Even though I love Ainge, I think he's done such a great job. I think I saw a statistic in his 18 or 19 years here. We've made the playoffs 16 times, made the finals twice, made the, won the finals one time, made the conference finals seven times. It's like... What, what more can you ask for than that? Even though we've won one ring in the past 30 years, like, that's still a ring he got us, you know? He had so many great trades. He had the Garnett trade for, like, Al Jefferson, uh, Jeff Green, and guys like that, you know? Like, or no, I guess Jeff Green got sent out for uh, Ray Allen, but he traded for both of those guys, you know? And they re-signed. And uh, he drafted Rondo, like, in the 20s, I think. I think it was like 21st pick he got Rondo. Like, that's crazy. Rondo is a great, great player. That's a great value to get at 21st. He drafted uh, guys like Perkin, 
even Perkins, even though Perkins is a goofball sometimes, you know, and he likes to troll. Perkins was still a solid player back in the day. He was a starting center on a championship roster. Uh, Rozier, that was a good late round pick that he got first deal. I think Rozier was a 15th pick. Uh, he got Tatum at three, like even though it's the third pick, like Marco Fultz was a consistent consensus number one, and he dra- traded down and picked Tatum. And look at Tatum. Tatum's like a border top 10 player right now. And he's like a Tatum has a good chance of winning an MVP in his career. And like, that's just a like, and then the year before he gets Brown at third and people were laughing at the Celtics and clowning him for picking Brown at third. Like people were saying, I want to pick Brown if I had the eighth pick, but they pick him at three. And then he's arguably the best player of that class, you know, him or Simmons, you know, like consistently Ainge always made, well, not always, but he made great decisions and he really, furthered our team like he traded for Isaiah Thomas he traded a first round pick for him but then the few years later Isaiah's dropping 30 a game for us like I said earlier you know uh he drafted Avery Bradley with the 16th pick he um who else has he got who are steals Pritchard looks like a steal you know he got him late he got him like 22nd uh just a lot of like there's some questionable ones like you know uh Jeff signing Jeff Teague and players like that who ended up being horrible. That was a bad move. Maybe drafting Grant Williams, but overall, I think Ainge was awesome, and I'm grateful for his time within the Celtics organization. And uh, yeah, it's just on to the next chapter, you know. Like now, we're looking forward to the draft. Uh, the Celtics have the 15th pick. Um, they really need a wing or a point guard, honestly. So guys around that range, you could go Sharif Cooper. Even though he's a little smaller, he'd be good backup point guard. Um, you could go that Josh Giddy or Gibby. I think it's Giddy from Australia. He's a six eight point guard. He could be a good risk. He's big and he could be good on D if he really tries. You know, um, yeah, they just need they just need a wing. I think it's that Keon Johnson guy. I think he's from Texas or Duke or something. I think he's a really good wing. Uh, try to think. There's players like that, and then another bummer is that. Terrence Clark kid who died in the car accident like a month ago, who's from Boston. He was going to be in the draft this year. He grew up, he's like one of the biggest Celtics fans I've ever seen of a draft prospect before, you know? And he's friends with Tatum and Brown, and he was supposed to go in the second round, I think, and we could have totally picked him up. And I think he got hurt this season at Kentucky, and he didn't really play that much, but he's projected to be like a top 10 or 15 pick in the draft this year. And if he would have fell to the second round, we could have picked him. That would have been amazing. Hometown hero, you know. But that's just another big bummer, you know. I think it's just going to be a transition year, you know. We'll see what we can do in the free agency. But uh, after this next year, I think we'll have a lot more money. And then Tatum and Brown will have another year of improving. Tatum might be MVP next year. Who knows, you know, with a lesser roster, you know, and more freedom. He might be averaging 30. And Jalen might be averaging 27 a game, you know. They might be all NBA guys, both of them. Uh yeah, the only really people on this team I really hope we keep is obviously Tatum Brown and uh, Smart and uh, Time Lord, Rob Williams. Those guys, those four, I want to keep. Everyone else, I want to be mad if they got let go, you know? Like, I understand, you know? But it's just a lot of tough decisions coming up for the Celtics, and uh, I'm glad we have Brad Stevens and Mike Zarin, and um, maybe we might hire an actual GM. I'm not sure how that situation's going, but... Uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot going on, and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. And I hope, thank you guys for listening, if you are listening right now. Um, as the playoffs go on uh, more, I'll keep on doing more episodes talking about it. I guess I'll go into a little bit right now. Um, 
the Lakers are down 3-2 right now. I mean, if AD plays, I still wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers win in seven, but it's going to be really hard now, you know? Like, they're still barely beating the Suns, even with AD, and AD's hurt and LeBron's hurt a little bit. So I don't know. Obviously, the Celtics fan of me hopes they lose next game. You know, they lose in six. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. And the Heat got swept, you know? That'd be great revenge from last year. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers still won. But if they lose in the first round, uh, honestly, Suns probably will come out of the West, I bet. I don't know. Clippers are starting to turn it on more, but there's a, there's like four games today, so we'll really know the positions of teams after today. Celtics lost in five. Not anything too unexpected. I said but I said uh, Nets in six, so I thought the Celtics were going to get one more game. But, you know, they played good. They played hard. Uh, they scored a lot of points, honestly. I'm surprised at how many points they scored. But this is tough. Just got to regroup, you know. It's kind of a – it's good for the guys to get rest. They've been to conference finals three times in the last five years. Like, they've been playing nonstop with the bubble, and they went to the World Cup, you know. Like, they've had a lot of stuff going on, and uh, it'll be a good time for them to regroup. Uh for the Sixers, I saw this morning that um, that Joel Embiid had a small meniscus tear and he's day-to-day, which I find kind of fishy because when I hear meniscus tear, I think like two months, you know, recovery time. So I feel like it might be a mistake for him to play through. Even though this could be their year to win it all, especially LeBron not getting out of the West potentially, but you still have to go through the Nets. But this was the Sixers' year. They were a really good team this year, like... That sucks for them. I feel bad for them if Embiid gets hurt. Well, I don't feel bad for Ben Simmons because I don't like Ben Simmons, but I like Embiid. I feel bad for him. Uh, I hope he's healthy. Uh, but if he isn't able to play, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards uh, won that series somehow in seven, you know? Because it basically comes down to Westbrook and Beal versus Simmons and Harris, you know? Like, uh, I would take Westbrook and Beal over Simmons and Harris any day, you know. Like, they're not going to provide enough scoring on the other end to beat Westbrook and Beal, you know. But Westbrook might have one of those games where he shoots three for 19 like he did the other night, and maybe they'll lose, and then the Sixers will go on. But if Embiid is seriously hurt with a meniscus tear, I don't think they're going to pass the second round at all, you know. They'll have to play... Uh, who would they have to play? Uh, the Hawks or the Knicks? Uh, Hawks... I think they could beat the Knicks if the Knicks make it, but if Hawks are making it, I think Hawks are going to the conference finals then if they're playing the Sixers, you know, and Embiid's hurt. But uh, we'll see how it's going. I think the games have started. Let me look at the scores real quick right now. Um, let's see. So it loads. So Wizards are up 40 to 39 right now with six left in the second. So Wizards could win, and it'd be 3 2 Philly, then it keeps on going. Uh, Hawks are up 15 to 10 right now with five left in the first. I think Hawks put it away tonight, even though I said Hawks and maybe six or seven in my prediction. Hawks are just, Knicks can't get it done. Julius Randle's choking. Uh, D. Rose is like their best player, surprisingly, you know. Uh, Jazz, I think, will take care of it tonight. They're in Utah. They're up 3-1. Mavs and Clippers, it's in, uh, where is it at? I guess it's in the Clippers Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in uh, L.A., so... I think Clippers got it tonight, especially with Luka. I think Luka hurt his neck, he said. So if that's the case, I think Clippers in six. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'll keep it going. Uh, maybe there might be Julio Jones trade uh, pretty soon, hopefully to the Patriots. Maybe I'll do an episode on uh, football and the NFL predictions and my Patriots and uh, what might be going on for them this season. Uh, but, yeah, just keep your 
keep your ears open, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, thanks for listening, and this is Hunter signing out.